Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mm, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He did go up there, Rabbits. Yes, yes, round eight is here, fast approaching to the crucial parts of the season, around where I think we're going to be rebuilding from last week, if you guys had a, a faltering week like myself, if you're on the other end of the spectrum and you got through last week pretty unscathed, then you're looking to build on the lead that you created last week and really separate yourself from the pack um, there's a lot of tough matchups this week, I feel. I don't think it's going to be as clear-cut uh, on paper as what people think they are. The Eagles-Bulldogs game, I think, might throw up a bit of curveballs. The Penrith-Manly game might throw up uh, a few stinkers as well. But we'll get straight into it. Uh, we'll kick off with buy, holds, and sells. We'll get these out of the way nice and early. We have six this week. Uh, two clear-cut buys, I think. I think TPJ uh, is, is a clear-cut buy, in my opinion. Uh, a lot of listener Q&As came in about him, and we'll touch on him later, but the bloke plays around 13. He won't play Origin. Bottomed out in price. Averages 70. Been playing 80 minutes on the edge. I uh, don't think there's much more to say about TPJ. We know the attacking upside that he has in him. Looks like he's curved the uh, pure aggression in his game as well. Looks like he's staying on the field and not being so much of a liability there. We have Ryan Pappenhausen as a sell, unfortunately. I think um, this news with his injury is getting weirder and weirder. It started out as touch and go, then it became a week out. Then it's become closer to two or three weeks. So I think Pap is a sell. It's just way too much money to be sitting on the bench. Um, he will probably be involved with the New South Wales side somehow. And I think for the price, it's just too much uncertainties to have in your side. The next buy is Josh Curran now. Uh, went to the judiciary, got off, thankfully, uh, I think common sense prevailed there. I've always been pretty open and honest about my issues with Curran's job security and what I think it's going to be like moving forward. But with Eli Katoa staying in reserve grade, um, there's big talks that he's going to play big minutes with Ben Murdoch and Silla being the rotational piece. So as long as he's going to play big minutes, um, definitely a great pickup. Uh, I would much prefer him over someone like Simkin this week, and we'll touch on that later in the Q&A as well. Just from the sheer fact of break-evens, I think Curran's going to be making more cash this week and be harder to get in next week. The next man I've got on the list for a sell is Stefano Otoya uh, Kamano from the Tigers. Unfortunately, just not being youth where we want him to, I think he's peaked in price. Yeah, it sucks to kill a cash cow that's going to be playing in round 13, but if we look at the Tigers' side, there's not much upside for him to be gaining minutes in round 13, and, and the way Mark Maguire is using him, I just don't see it improving. Um, when he starts, he plays little minutes. When he comes off the bench, uh, he needs those tries. I don't think he scored over 40 without tries all year, so um, yeah, he's peaked in price, 350k with a 60 break even. Uh, cut your losses on him, pocket the cash, and move on to, to another one of those sort of buys that you are looking at. The next man I've got on the list as a hold is Siwa Takiaho. Now, I understand the break even's high and the injury concerns are there, but in all honesty, when when fit and if goal kicking, uh, Takiyaho, I think should be in everyone's final seventeen at the end of the year. If he if he doesn't goal kick in the next coming weeks, I think he's a sell um, because he's not 
a gun front row forward without that goal kicking. He's not some like a pain horse that would just churn through work. He is going to rely on those three or four goal kicks a week to to really bump up the price. But he's on the bench this week, probably going to see very limited minutes and will cop a price drop this week. But I do think he's worth holding to see what happens with the goal kicking because I think that is just so much of a tick in his box um, that we can put, categorize him as a round 17 play and someone to also have in your side for the rest of the year. And the last thing I've put here is Bailey Simonson, but you could put Charlie Staines. Um, you could put any of these other cheap cash cow center wings that really haven't kicked on, and it's time to cut your losses on them. So Simonson, Staines, etc. You guys know who I'm talking about. Their break-evens are getting pretty high. Uh, their price is probably peaked for the output they're going to have. So I think it's time to move those guys on, either enough them out, or if we can find the cash, upgrade them to um, a plenty of other center wings that are on the market that are a good pot option. Captain options this week, there are a few uh, notable misses, um, and we'll, we'll touch on them probably in the hot takes, that's where they feature, but for captains this week, I think it's too good to pass up VC and Cody Walker for the first game of the round. That Raiders side is in shambles at the moment. Uh, the Bunnies are flying high, uh, ran down the Titans last week after a great second half on the back of Benji Marshall and Cody Walker. Ball playing through the middle. Cody Walker is one of the best support players in the comp when pushing through. Um, definitely can see him picking up a couple of tries there against a, a Raiders forward pack who was under fire from their coach. The next is a really pot option. Um, Nico Hines, a VC slash C option for this week, I feel. Um, Cam Munster, I, f- I think we're just going to get what we're getting from Cam Munster. 65 to 80 points at week in, week out but not really exceeding too much there, which is totally fine. Like, you'll take that week in, week out from Munster as a consistent option, but Nico Hines just provides something uh, unique for the Melbourne Storm attack. He's a bona fide star when he plays that fullback role for them. Unfortunately, behind Pappenhausen, so I'm not going to see it too often. I think he's not a... It's it's a weird conundrum to have. I don't think Nico Hines is a buy because of the fact that the, the time in, in the side for him is running short. I think if you were going to pull the trigger, um, you went last week and you went early last week, but if you've got him, I definitely can see him being a fantastic VC slash C option. Another man that is going to be a great VC C option, David Fafita. Um, it's not so much a case of a case of chasing last week's points. I just feel there's very little captain options this week, and David Fafita definitely could be the man to get you a safe 75 plus with all the attacking upside in the world against the Broncos. So um, on the back of that hat trick last week, don't expect that every week, but um, did provide one uh, three or so weeks ago. Then backed it up with a, with a 78. So if Fafita can get you a 78 floor with all the attacking upside in the world then, um, yeah, you'll take that straight to the bank. And the last man is Nathan Cleary uh, against a tough matchup in the Manly Sea Eagles, but Cleary, I think, is going to be pulling the strings a lot if the Penrith Panthers want to have a chance of winning this game. We know that he is just a, a consistent player week in, week out. And he's also probably the best super coach halfback that's ever been in terms of uh, sheer scoring. So it, he just has his hands on everything, and, and, and the scorers love his game. And uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to benefit those. So I only got four options for captaincy and VC this week, but I think it's a pretty crucial week to nail those because there is so little options in my opinion. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. Now you're probably asking yourself, where's Tom Travojevich? Where's Clint Gutherson? And they're here. They're not in the captain options. They're in the hot take section for this week. I think the matchups that they both have are going to be tough. Uh, people look at that Bulldogs matchup and think it's going to be a walkover. I think the Bulldogs are going to be playing with a lot of emotion after that first win. Um, they did a good job defending uh, last week as well. So I definitely could see them up to it. I definitely could see Clint Gutherson going under 80 for this week. The next man, Tom Travojevic, um, killing the hearts of everyone that doesn't own him. I definitely could see him having a tough day at the office against the Penrith Panthers. I think it's going to be one of these close uh, 12-10, 10-14 
14 to 16 type games. You know, those those really low-scoring grind affairs. Not too sure which way it's going to go. I think there's a lot of value in Manly um, tipping them. But uh, in terms of the score, I'm thinking it's going to be a pretty low-scoring affair. And that means Turbo is going to be affected. And the way that the Tigers held Turbo for that first half an hour under 10 points makes me think the Penrith Panthers can go one better and keep him under 60 for the entire game. And the last man on the hot takes list, Sean Johnson, easing back into an injury, but um, didn't look on pace last week, which is probably to be expected. His first game back after an Achilles, I think it's going to take him some time to jelly, and I think the Sharks are struggling as well, and I can definitely see Sean Johnson going under 45. The season tally on these hot takes, I think I worked it out to be 21 and 37, so 21 correct picks out of 37 total, um, definitely not a bad strike rate to have, but want to improve that, and um, yeah. Moving into the list of Q&A, first question on the board comes from uh, Steggles08, TPJ seems too good to be true, is he all smoke and mirrors? Um, definitely not, the bloke averaged 70 last year when he was on the field, he's averaging 70 this year, uh, had a had a couple of tough games when he came off the bench, but looks like to be playing in the back row, Kevin Walters getting the best out of him, bottomed out in price, like we touched on at the start of the show, players round 13, uh, dual position, I think he's uh, ne- nearly a must have in my opinion. The next come from... Uh, Underscore I underscore Kessel. Sell Teddy now or wait till after Origin to pick up someone like KP. Um, yeah, look, I think the the Teddy selling train has well and truly set sail. Uh, if you were going to do it, I've said this time and time again, it was four weeks ago when Kiri first went down when his break even was 150 and he was 900k or something. But yeah, I think there's just so much to lose with Teddy trading him out now. Uh, there's no financial gain to have and, and we know the upside that he can possess. So I think he's just too low in price to, to consider selling the next comes from Talon Flanagan. Our thoughts on Clemmer at the moment and how many trades should we have left until the end of round 13? Clemmer uh, is just not getting the minutes. I think he's still carrying that knee injury. So if you've got him, I think I'm sure you've got other issues in your side than trading him out. But if if he is the only issue you have, you can move him on to someone like a Luke Thompson or a TPJ or a Payne Haas or, or whatnot just to, to bolster that squad. I don't see him playing Origin. So uh, he's definitely in the in the keep category for, for me. But if, you, if you're actually unhappy with him that much, then uh, I don't hate a world where you trade him out and capitalize on one of the other guys that are firing. As for the second part of your question with the trades, um, myself, I burn two trades every week and I'll probably burn two trades every week until Origin. Get that side set up nicely for that. Uh, I've always made a rule of of having your team nearly set and done by the end of the second bye week. So I try and minimize my trades coming home. I leave myself with maybe five, six, seven trades uh, on that run home after round 17. Next question comes from Antho underscore 2003. God, that makes me feel old if that's your birth year. (laughs) Who is the better cheapy option, Simpkin or Curran? Um, I think it's Simkin. Uh, sorry, I think it's Curran. Just from the sheer fact that Simkin's break even is uh, a lot lower than, uh, or sorry, a lot higher than Curran's. Uh, Curran's going to go up in price more. Uh, I think Simkin you can wait on. Uh, there's always issues around him and Jacob Little, whereas Curran, uh, all reports are the the, the Warriors love him and uh, definitely could see well where he stays there long term. Next comes from uh, Keegan.Whale. Nico Hines worth a look considering Pappy gone for a few weeks. As we touched on in the um, captain options, I think Nico Hines, uh, the ship has sailed. There was very limited time to pick him up. And I think if you were going to pull the trigger on him, it was going to be last week because of how little time he had in the sun. Uh, A similar scenario to Matt Burton now. Matt Burton's obviously picked up more game time thanks to Paul Momorowski's suspension, but he was another one of these guys. If you were going to pick up, I think it was going to be for a week um, when he he made his start for the first time this year, not waiting a week on him. 
got this question a couple of times, and it revolves Josh Schuster. Um, do we trade him out for for Simkin? And I'm assuming people that are doing this um, would have Connor Watson up in their hookers, so you'd just trade Schuster out, bring Watson down, and bring Simkin in. I would definitely advise against this. Schuster looks like a season-long keeper, in all honesty. Uh, playing in the back row, he's a safe 50-55 every week. He's got the attacking flair that we saw on the weekend. So, um, yeah, just because you bought him as a cash cow doesn't mean he's not going to provide much for you going deep into the season. I wouldn't be trading at Schuster at all, uh, even though Simkin is going to look like a decent cash cow. Uh, I think Schuster just has so much more upside in your side. Uh, Luca asks, do you think Gutho will play Origin? No, I don't. Um, I think... The 14 jersey can go to Ryan Pappenhausen or Jack Whiten. The centers are going to be Latrell and um, Tommy Turbo. The wingers will be Josh Adokar and then either Brian Toto or Daniel Tupo. I just don't see a world where Gutho gets in, unfortunately, for him. Uh, Jacob asks, what front row forward pairing do you see as the best in your final team? Um, TPJ, Haas, uh, CSC Watakiaho, if he goal kicks, Luke Thompson, um, to take your pick out of those guys. Front row forward looks a bit barren this year, but Haas stands up uh, year in, year out. Did it in his rookie year, did it last year. He's going to do it again this year. Um, just continue to pump out great scores. So uh, definitely any uh, combination of those four. Um, CSC Watakiaho, if he goal kicks, um, as we said, I think he has to be there because of the extra 15, 20 points he can bring every game, especially when the Roosters get firing and start putting on cricket scores uh, against other sides. But... Haas, definitely, and then to take your pick out of the other three. AC Makepeace asks a sort. Thoughts on Valentine Hones? Um, I love Val, but he's not going to play round 13. He's going to be playing Origin, and I think he's probably a little bit sky-high priced for now. Wait till he comes down a fraction, and then bring him in for your center wings. But yeah, he's definitely the, the heart and soul of that Cowboys attack, and really clicking into gear. Um, thankfully, they've moved him off the wing and put him back to fullback, where I think he's way more lethal. Schweppenator asks, Sivo or Gutho, more important to get first? Uh, I definitely think Sivo's a flat-track bully. He's just putting up scores against um, weak weak matchups, and I don't think you've got the luxury right now to be uh, changing your team based on matchups. I still think you're in the in the stage now where you need to be developing your team, um, not having the luxury of picking up someone like a Sivo and playing him against the weak matchup. So uh, he's a guy that goes missing for mine. In, in recent years, I've owned him both years that he's played in the NRL and, and regretted it uh, last year. I just feel like he went missing dramatically and it uh, looks like a lot of balls going down Fergo's side this year as well. It's not as clear-cut as it was um, in recent years, so I would definitely be skipping on Fergo. Ben asks, is it worth trading at TPJ this round for Pengai? As we touched on, I think TPJ is a hold. I think if you can get Pengai in another way, I'm sure you've got... Stefano, Ryan James, Moses Leota, Spencer Lenu, uh, guys like that that you could cut and, and free up cash elsewhere rather than um, trading at TKO, who I still feel has a lot of potential moving forward. Lastly is a two-part question. It comes from Billy underscore GJ7. He says, do you like Zach Lomax as a pod? He's nearly bottomed out in price and the draw looking great. And then he follows, follows on to say, what does your ideal forward pack look like? Struggling to lock out my props and my two RFs. As for Lomax, yeah, mate, um, we'll talk about my trades in a second, but definitely like Lomax, especially with that draw coming up. I think they play the Broncos twice, the Bulldogs, the Sharks. Uh, they have one tough matchup in the storm between now and um, their bye week. So definitely liking Lomax a lot, especially with Ben Hunt back. As for your question about your, my forward pack, I think the three two RFs to have, Tohu Harris, David Fafita, Angus Crichton, and then you can mix in other guys like Luke Thompson, Tavita Pengai, as we touched on before. But the front row forwards, uh, we touched on them as well. So I think there's four big standout candidates, and you just got to take your pick as to how to get them in. Moving on to my trades for round eight. 
It's going to be a confusing one, and it's going to all hinge on Tedesco whether he plays or not. I'm not making my trades until basically the very, very last minute of Friday's game um, to give me enough time to work out uh, what news is coming out of the Roosters camp and if Tedesco is going to play. I guess we'll touch on if Tedesco does play. Uh, that means Ryan Pappenhausen comes out for Tavita Pangai Jr., and that's going to be done through a lot of uh, dual position uh, switches. And then the other trade will be Stefano out for Tohu Harris, um, just via some more duels as well, so... Definitely bringing in two good forward guns in exchange for Pap. Uh, and that means there's enough money in the bank next week to get Turbo after he has a very quiet game against the Panthers. If Teddy doesn't play, um, this changes a little bit. I'd go Tedesco out for Zach Lomax. Move Lomax down to play fullback for one week. Then with enough cash in the bank, we can trade out someone like a Bailey Simonson for uh, Turbo and then shift those guys around. So, yeah, just taking the stop gap of, of Lomax for one week. And then the other trade would be Stefano out for TPJ. So that seems to be the, the consistent trade in both those, um, getting TPJ in for Stefano. But uh, it's a case of what happens with the fullback position. Um, people might call me crazy, but I much prefer Lomax matchup against the Tigers. Then I do Turbo's matchup against uh, the Panthers. So we will be waiting a week on uh, Turbo and then moving forward from there. But for now, guys, that's everything. Keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.